Ann Arbor. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's said If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I eat them anyway? Every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. And Pandora's Lunchbox is a show every Thursday evening at 6.30 about food and culture and how it all connects to food whether desperately or obviously. And we're going to get started on a night where it's 31 degrees and we're going to have a low of 20 and we need to warm ourselves up with as much comfort food as we can stuff in our gullets. Joe Tex, lead the way. Ham, hock, pork, chops, collard greens, and polypop. Candied yams, cornbread, and cabbage on the side of yum, yum. What my new Jersey baby gonna fix for me when I get home? Uh-huh. Pig feet, something sweet, red beans and potties, meat, a five-layer banana cake makes everything on me. Yum, yum. Yum, yum. Yeah. That's what my new Jersey baby gonna fix for me when I get home. Oh, you think she ain't, but she is. And onion rings, Georgia peaches, cottage cheese, lettuce and whipped cream. Yum, yum. Yum, yum. That's what my new Jersey baby's gonna fix for me when I get home. French fried, black eyed, ball corn and chicken thighs, gumbo, rice pudding, buttermilk is fine. Yum, yum. Has anybody tallied the calories in that song? I'd love to know because I'm thinking of changing my diet to conform to that. That was Joe Tex and Yum Yum, a song from 1959. And as you may know, coming up at 7, Arwolf and Face the Music will play music from years that end in 9. Coincidentally, we're going to have some of those on this show, too. Joe Tex and Yum Yum from 1959. Here's some news from Food and Wine magazine. They say an American cheese has won the World Cheese Awards for the first time ever. I was worried at first they were talking about American cheese, you know, the sliced singles and the plastic wrap. Yum. But no, this was the Rouge, no, the Rogue River Blue from Rogue Creamery in Central Point, Oregon. 
pardon me, it narrowly edged out the 24-month-aged Nazionale del Parmigiano Reggiano Lateria Sociale Santo Stefano, produced by an Italian cheesemaker and butchered by this DJ. The winning Rogue River Blue is hand-wrapped in Syrah grape leaves, Syrah also sometimes called Shiraz, Syrah grape leaves that have been soaked in pear liqueur. It's then cave-aged for 9 to 11 months. One Brazilian judge describes it as a taste party. Rogue's website calls it, describes it as having flavors of fruit, spice, blackberry, vanilla, hazelnut, chocolate, and bacon. Of course. And the cheese won out over more than 3,800 entries. According to Sky News, France isn't taking the results of this contest very well this year. One, ri- one widely read newspaper in the country called it sacrilege that only one French cheese placed in the top 16. That cheese was a soft cow's milk cheese from Burgundy, and it was tied for eighth. It was even more of a sacrilege to some of these French readers that British cheeses also did better. But nonetheless, there you have it. It's a bit of cheese news for you, and we now have some more music to hopefully keep you warm. Here's another song from a year that ends in nine. This is kind of remarkable. This is Bessie Smith and Kitchen Man from 1929. Oh, 
Bessie Smith, here I am. Wait, am I here? No, I'm over here. Here I am. That was Bessie Smith and Kitchen Man. I could do that all day. Wouldn't that be incredibly annoying? Yes. It's Pandora's Lunchbox, a wonderful song by Bessie Smith, Kitchen Man from 1926. And a little bit more food news for you here. First, a bit of a serious bit of news, more serious. Last week, Grand Rapids-based Founders Brewing settled a racial discrimination lawsuit with a former employee. In response to the lawsuit and the details of it, there had been a backlash against Founders, and the Detroit Free Press reported that several bars stopped serving the company's beers. Founders had closed its Detroit location, but now there has been a, a racial—the the Founders Brewing has settled a racial discrimination lawsuit with the former employee, and it announced today that it's going to reopen the Detroit location early next year. It says it will donate 100% of the profits from the reopened tap room to Detroit charities and community organizations through at least 2022. The CEO of Founders says, quote, we promise an environment that will be positive for our customers, employees, and the community as a whole. So that's the story on that piece of news. More interesting, odd, quirky news now. The design and research studio Unknown Works is based in China and England. They've used 3D scanning to help create a compact fish and chip shop in Chengdu, China. They did it by scanning chippies, also called fish and chip shops, in the UK. The shop they made in China is called Scott's TKL, and it has a folding facade, all made 3D-like. Unknown works was inspired by the idea of shunzai, a word which describes, in the words of the firm, the act of copying and imitation that is so often indiscriminately directed at Chinese commerce. The shop is only 345 square feet, so Unknown Works put the various facade components on axes so that they can swing out when Scott's TKL is open, creating more usable space and opening up the restaurant to the street corner, and tables fold down from within the walls. In the meantime, there is a song. This is not quite 40 years old, more like 39, but I, my understanding is from Kirsty McCall that there is a guy who works on the chip shop, swears he's Elvis.
Thank you from the great Kirsty McCall. There's a guy who works down the chip shops. Where's he's Elvis? I wonder if that was in Kalamazoo. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. It's almost quarter to seven. That means our wolf and face the music is coming up at seven. It means that really whatever time it is, but either way, you got to tune in. Our wolf's going to play some wonderful songs, many from the first half of the 20th century, all from years that end in nine. News from the Harrington, Maine Associated Press. A Maine lobsterman hauled an unusual catch five miles off the coast. A live deer. Rendor, not Rendeer, but Rendor, says he was setting traps when he saw a young deer Monday morning. He says the deer had be- had given up swimming and was being carried farther offshore. He and his crew hauled the 100-pound buck aboard. Having a wild animal in a confined space could be trouble, but Dorr told the Bangor Daily News that the deer was so tuckered out that he laid right down like a dog. He says it took a half hour to return to Harrington, where the deer was set free. Dorr says that he has seen deer swimming before, but that this was different. He says that if he and his crew hadn't intervened, the deer would have been a goner. Well, I'm glad they found the deer. I'm glad they took care of it. Hope it's doing okay right now. Meanwhile, here's another song about fish and chips. And paper.
Did somebody see the seat of my pants? I'm doing radio by the seat of my pants. Here we go. Hold on. Getting ready to do a little music from uh, Joni Mitchell and uh, a moment of silence. I'm back. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I hope you've enjoyed that station identification in our minds. So today is Joni Mitchell's birthday. She's 76 years old, so I'm sorry about the awkward silences there, but I think for Joni Mitchell, we want to get it just right, don't we? Joni Mitchell is 76 years old today, so happy, happy, happy birthday, Joni. Now, I'd like to talk about a song she did. Now, the song was originally written by Charles Mingus called Goodbye Pork Pie Hat as an elegy for Lester Young, who was known to wear a pork pie hat. It was originally recorded 60 years ago in 1959. Joni Mitchell added lyrics to the song for her 1979 album, Mingus. That was her 10th album. It was released 40 years ago in June. It was a collaboration with the legendary jazz composer and musician Charles Mingus. It was recorded in the months in the months before his death. It would be his final musical project. Now, I understand pork pie hat is not edible. We can talk a little more about that in a second, but it is a show about food and food references, and let's let's celebrate Joni, shall we? Very unlikely we'll be 
Happy birthday, Joni Mitchell. That is goodbye, pork pie hat. And just a note there, now, of course, the pork pie hat is actually a hat, not food, I know. It is described that way just because it superficially resembles a pork pie. But I just want to mention, Wikipedia says a particularly elaborate and spectacular pork pie recipe was described in a medieval recipe collection called the form of curry, which means the method of cooking, it was written around 1390. Those were the days. This pork pie was a meat pie featuring a crust formed into battlements and filled with sweet custards, the entire pie then being served flambéed. A distant descendant of this dish with hollow pastry turrets around a central pork pie was still current in the 18th century under the name Battaglia Pie. 
Well, on to the final ingredient. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Thank you for letting me do that. Orwolf and Face the Music is next. Here's a song from a year that ends in 1969. It is the Onion Song by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Goes something like this. It's WCBN FM Ann Arbor. The world is just a great big onion. And hate and fear are the spices that make you fly. Oh, baby. And the only way to get free of this great big onion is to play in love seeds until it WCBN FM Ann Arbor. It's cold outside and the sky is dark, and I feel good because you and me get to listen to some old records together, and I think that's a good thing. Thank you, Mike, for another excellent hour of uh, half hour of. It f- feels like an hour because it was so full of good stuff, man. It was great. He's playing Bessie Smith for us and stuff. Um, I'm very excited and happy to say that tonight's program is going to open with a field recording by uh, the 
artist here is Alf Chicken Dad Valentine. And he's was recorded at the Cummins State Farm in Gould, Arkansas. He's apparently an agricultural worker, I guess, in May of 1939. So this gets us off to a, uh, I think, a, a very nine-ish start with a, yet another hour of music from 1929 and 39 predominantly. So 1939, an interesting year for field recordings. And it, this is a song about a bull weevil. Again, it's Alf Chicken Dad Valentine. And I want to send this out to Weston and Alyssa. And also uh, all felines everywhere. Alf Valentine. Chicken dad. <laughs> <laughs> Red and chicken for the cows. <laughs> 